What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back in the heart of the universe here in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 130. A big show to get to. And to help me with this big show, to my right, of course, it's our co-host, Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? It's raining. Rain, <laughs> raining, but but it's there's cold. a silver lining yeah, there, cold. right? Yeah. So you are you got to be happy about that. Yeah, I'll take it. It's soup weather. All right. You don't sound as, in, as enthusiastic as I would have thought. You know, we've had a, we've strung together a number of days that haven't been in the 60, like below 60. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, let's bring on our other co-host to my left. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Yeah, for somebody who complains so much about the hot weather, you should bring more energy when it's cold. Yeah. This should be this should be your wheelhouse. You should be you should be more enthusiastic than Farley, who by the way, uh just did the world's worst sound check ever. <laughs> uh I did, yeah. Like you would think that after 130 shows and 130 sound checks <laughs> that you would know that whatever energy you're going to bring in the show, you need to do right. in the sound check. But you, you talk like Joanna on a, on a <laughs> soup day in your sound check, and then you come in here like, well, like uh, a teething two-year-old. Well, when the, uh, when the, when the red light is on, uh-huh. the, ma- the mics are officially cracked, yeah, I, I amp it up a little bit, you know? I think that's what uh, I bring to the table a lot of times is Ex- the energy. I, you know? I, I, I love how you're justifying it, but the whole point is <laughs> that the sound check is so that the show sounds good. All right, so you're not hating on my energy. You're just, uh, right. you're just I'm, saying I'm, that... Right, I'm saying that uh, after 130 episodes, right. um, I would like to work with real professionals. <laughs> All right, well, we got, we got a big show to get to, uh, Docs, and this is this is who you're, you're working with, so this is who you got. All right. Um, uh, a lot to get into today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, New York City Marathon that happened this past weekend. Very exciting results there. Uh, I was in uh, Seattle, and I want you to, guys to guess the touristy things that I did in Seattle. Uh, we've got some election update news. Uh, we've got a Pace the Nation Where Are They Now edition. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of those, actually. Uh, Dox is going to pay tribute to one of his favorite athletes who tragically passed away this past week. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Dox's health. I don't know if that's his mental health again, his physical health. We're uh, not allowed to talk about my mental health. <laughs> well, we have in the past. Mm-hmm. But we're not allowed to. Not anymore. Mm-mm. And then also on today's program, excited to be joined by Marine Corps Marathon Sponsorship and Marketing Manager Mark Goldman. He's going to join us in studio to talk about uh, the Marine Corps Marathon that just happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mark is uh, a, a wears many hats for the Marine Corps Marathon. He also does some work on the side for Pacers Running. So excited to be able to sit down and talk to Mark this afternoon. Well, Farley, you said that uh, for the Marine Corps Marathon that happened a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but with the whole space-time continuum, when the show drops, it will be a few weeks ago. That's true. That's true. And I do mm-hmm. want to talk to him about the – there's a space-time continuum thing that I want to talk to him about, too. Ooh. We may have a solution, and mm-hmm. I want to get his take on that. All right. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, we mentioned the election. Um, so yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to merge two topics here, the election and the Pace the Nation, Where Are They Now segment. Uh-huh. Um, so 
you guys are going to have to help me out here with the election. Not surprising. Um, <laughs> so, did you vote? I did vote. Uh, very, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I should get to vote more than you do. Your based vote on, should count more than mine. Yes, based on on uh, I know the people that I was voting for, and you probably just went straight down one of the lines. There may be some truth to that, but I do <laughs> want to get into something else other than that because that probably could go on for a while. That topic. Uh, uh, very excited that our former guest Jacob Fry is now. Uh, or will be the mayor of Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. but How you, exciting is that? But you didn't know that when we were talking to you yesterday, and I want to point that out. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I, Let, I guess I didn't hear. Let's do the timeline. The election was on Tuesday. Yep. We had a meeting the following Wednesday, and w when you brought it up, you were like unsure if he would be elected or not. Well, here's here's the deal. Uh -huh. You know, I, I look on Twitter and I see a lot of our fans <laughs> tweeting Again, about my, your vote shouldn't count as much as mine. <laughs> tweeting about <laughs> tweeting about the, the elections and, and specifically, you know, we get tagged in the Jacob yeah, Fry. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate those uh, who who follow that election uh, closely, even though they probably weren't from Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. uh, but we appreciate the fans following it and rooting for him and uh I didn't see the actual results come in. Right. Maybe if somebody had tweeted in or directly tweeted in. It's not your me, fault. Yeah, yeah, it's not your fault. Then somebody should have kept you better I, I do get I do get news from Twitter, and mm -hmm. I probably should have been able to ferret that out. But mm -hmm. yesterday, I didn't realize. But today... Now you know. It is a fact. Yeah. Uh, he won, uh, won the election, and uh, he will be your new mayor of Minneapolis in January of next year. And I think we're going to the uh, inauguration, right? Well, I think we should be invited. I'll get I'll, yeah. get, I'll get Farley on the uh, phone, and we'll see if he can uh, get us and get us an invite out there. Because as people had, um, aren't you Farley? <laughs> well, no, his assistant is Farley. Oh, that's Remember right. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You guys the, are looking at me like, yeah. I was, yeah. But this is the one. I mean, I guess I just assume that you're going to stumble over something. But this is not, <laughs> you're actually right when you remembered something that we did. Yeah. Uh, not surprising it was because it's your name, but right, still. Right. Well, we'll get him on the horn and see if we can't uh, get out there for the... Uh, uh, is there some sort of party they throw when they... It, every time I see a picture of him, uh, you know, in any article, he's standing on top of a bar. Right. So I assume that it's going to be at a bar, and at some point he's yeah. going to stand on top of it. Yeah. Well, that, that's a party we want to be at. <laughs> Well, we are inviting ourselves to it, so yeah. uh, Farley and Jacob... Uh, give us the particulars. Yeah, yeah give us the uh, insight on that. <laughs> so, uh, no, super exciting uh, that, that he was he was elected. Uh, I would safe to say probably one of your fastest, if not fastest, marathoning mayors out there. Uh, so thrilled about our former guest uh, winning that, and mm -hmm. he is the mayor-elect of Minneapolis. Um I, I did have another couple questions about the elections Great. process here. Great. So, How much time do we have? And do we still have that pocket constitution on hand? So I think we can probably track that down. Okay. Um, but I did vote on Tuesday. Uh -huh. And I know Virginia had an election, but I'm not sure everywhere else had an election. So, Joanna, did you vote in D.C.? Uh, no. No? No, we don't have elections until next year. Okay. Farley, did you think when she said no, did you think that she was just like uh, turning over an a irresponsible, <laughs> yeah. irresponsible citizen? Yeah. No, I knew she'd be responsible. I knew she would vote. Uh -huh. 
that never crossed my mind. Yeah. But I, I, I saw two big elections happen that that was all over my Twitter feed. And again, okay. that's where I get my New news. New Jersey and Virginia. Exactly. Yes. New Jersey yeah, and Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So those two elections obviously happened. That was And they're big also news. coincidentally the two states <laughs> that you <laughs> care the most about. Yeah. Right. And then D.C. The state is you the live other. in now and the state <laughs> your wife is going to make you move to in two years. <laughs> and, so I, and I also know about D.C. So those are the three that really matter to me. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, Virginia. The state and, of Washington, D.C. No. Yeah. Uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, you uh-huh. know, D.C., and then New Jersey. So uh-huh. those three. So two out of those three had elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were governor races, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Included, yes. And there were other... Uh, miscellaneous categories. Miscellaneous categories yeah. that I remember voting yeah. for. It would be like, uh, like the pre-Oscars award ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, special effects no, in an animated movie. I don't watch that either. But I did vote. But I did vote. Uh-huh. So I know. What, yeah. a, what a ridiculous <laughs> testament on our democracy so, that you are allowed to vote. So not every place had uh, elections. Okay. What was so big about Virginia and New Jersey? Can you explain that to me? <laughs> I mean, I love those guy, two states. For a guy who likes to not get political and go right down the middle on this podcast <laughs> i just uh, i'm not sure if you're cut. asking the right question right <laughs> okay. yeah all right so let me i re- mean obviously you know why new jersey was a big deal because of the the governor was chris christie right so was a republican and a yeah Democrat who won. had several scandals during right. his time in office right. he campaigned with president donald trump right um right. Right. so so for and he's he's also the republican governor of a particularly blue state Mm -hmm. so this was seen i mean this is like uh, a foreshadowing to what's going to happen in midterm elections so is the is the country taking to the current president or are they going to take to the polls and vote how they feel about our current president right and so that's why new jersey and virginia were kind of a big deal is to see what would happen okay and in both of those states democrats took the seat or held the seat all right i think you explained it very well okay without getting too political Mm -hmm. which we try to stay Mm -hmm. down the middle here so that was good but were there other states that had elections other than virginia new jersey that was really my question Yes. DC did not. DC did not. Did yes. most states. Yeah. I mean, these are questions you guys probably don't know either. So I'm asking well, what the general public really is wants to ask, but is too scared. To ask. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Because everybody um, wants to think that they know asking, what's going on politically. Well, Wait. and for people who are outside of the DMV area who are curious what might have been happening in their local elections, I'm sure that their local newspaper or their local board of elections can inform them all of the things that they needed to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than being on Twitter to get their news, <laughs> buy a newspaper. Well, I you know? do know this. You get the Washington Post. I do. I do know this. Uh, I do. Yes. Yeah. Sunday I, version. Oh, yeah. just the Sunday paper. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, wait till Sunday. Let us know on Sunday. I do. I, know. I like that you get print media. I yeah. love print media. I, I agree. Um, I don't like the internet uh, or cell phones. Charlie Band and Run Washington agrees. He likes that printed magazine that comes out every other month. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know this: Virginia, Minneapolis. And New Jersey had elections, okay? Because those were the ones that mattered to me. I love it. All right, so um, you guys, you guys can, or I mean, we don't need to fill in the rest of the. No, holes. we don't, because because no, nothing else matters, right? Um, <laughs> so Farley, my district had a, a delegate candidate that ran unopposed, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I looked at the results today. There was a 1,171 write-in votes uh, for somebody else. I actually did write you in. For, Me too. For, for, uh, <laughs> for something. That's Wait, I did you did not get 1,100 write-in votes, did you? <laughs> well, they don't, I, well, they don't say is, who it They was? don't say who it is. It just says 1,171 write-ins, and then this guy won. But I want to see those names. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, as your campaign manager, I already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> great, great work. Right. Great well, work. he actually did at least get two. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other some other. Well, I thought I there. thought about like I th- I think voting is. I mean, you should you should take it seriously. But I thought the guy's running out of post. There's no way he's going to lose. Right. You know, except that uh, Bart Simpson once lost the class <laughs> election uh, because nobody voted, uh, except for the teacher's pet. Really. Yeah. Hmm. But that aside, I think that's an anomaly. Uh, so I, I actually did write in William Docks, and I'm glad that you did too. I now, did. now I take back everything I said about you being an irresponsible uh, voter. You do want me to vote, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you voted for me for? Uh, it was one of those unopposed. So there's yeah. maybe maybe one or two maybe of it's those the same one. Those. That would be great if if uh, I got to find out what how many votes you have to get in order for the state of Virginia to publish the results. Hmm. I think that it was the 2008 presidential election. The uh, 2008 Philadelphia Phillies received 103 votes. Really? Yeah, because they had just won the World Series. And so uh, they received 103 votes for president of the United States. And Docs knows that they won the World Series just because that's what he knows. That's, yeah, that's in my filing cabinet. <laughs> don't, don't test him on two things. Simpson episodes. <laughs> He's an encyclopedia there in World yeah. Series champions. Or Pearl Jam. Or Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Good stuff on the election. Uh, glad everybody got out and voted that could, um, that was mm-hmm. allowed to get out and vote. Hey, we're, we're bigger participants in democracy than Joanna is today. <laughs> we are. All right. Next up, excited to be joined by the sponsorship and marketing manager of the Marine Corps Marathon and the Marine Corps series of events. It's Mark Goldman. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, guys, we are excited to be joined in studio by Mark Goldman. He exciting. is the lead. Yeah, it's super exciting to have Mark in studio. He's uh, the marketing and sponsor. I'd say you're the director of marketing and sponsorships at Marine Corps Marathon. Is that accurate? I do direct it. There I manage go. it. I oversee it. Any title uh, Man, is fine. For you me. do you do a lot and wear a lot of hats. And we're going to get into Father, that. You're giving him job titles now. Like <laughs> you, you're going to reprint his, his business cards. Well, director's not the right term because Rick Nealis obviously is the d- director of the marathon, but you mm-hmm. direct a lot and wear many hats. <laughs> so. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for um, having me. Great to have you. Mark is a, is a, is a friend of, of Pacers Running. Uh, he's, a, he's our race announcer at many of our, our Pacers Running events. Um, I really enjoy when you are there at some of our bigger you. races. Uh, you do generally a couple races a year. Uh, you do uh, Jingle All the Way. Uh, you're also at uh, the Parkway Classic 10 Mile. Any other races that I'm missing? And St. Patrick's. And St. Patrick's Day, of course. So yeah. I prefer to be out on the coldest event <laughs> days. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he's he's the one uh, directing the witty banter at the end of uh, those races. So should be more. We'll have to talk to Lisa and Kathy about uh, how we can get you more out there. Bring me on. Uh, yeah. Let's go. So, but uh, for today, we want to talk about Marine Corps. Uh, Marine Corps happened a few weeks ago. 
Um, from your perspective, how'd it go, man? Oh, we're in the glorious afterglow right now <laughs> yeah. of, of Marine Corps Marathon. It was, uh, I've worked uh, the event, uh, this is my 16th Marine Corps Marathon mm-hmm. that I've, I've helped organize, and uh, I really feel like this was the best one that I've worked on. Nice. Everything just... Um, everything just went the way we had hoped and uh, was a great day just by all accounts that I'm able to to judge you know the runner feedback and everything that we experienced internally and the organizers um, was just very gratifying so you said the best one wow man what what made it the best just everything just so smoothly everything went smoothly you have you know one of the things that I always have to answer to when people find out what my job is they say you you do that all year? What do you What do you do? <laughs> right, it's, right, it's like, right, right. what do you do the other 364 days? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. But it's it's it, you know it's hundreds and hundreds of things happening oh, yeah. all at once. No doubt. And they have to go right. You have one day all year to make this work, and uh, and when it does, it's it's great. It's a great dance, and uh, and that's that's what we had out there. You know, the things that we had planned, the changes that we had uh, instituted, and and you know the things we introduced this year all. I'll fit perfectly. Yeah, give us so. some specifics. What what were some of those changes that went well? Well, the big thing that that this year we were able to revert back to uh, to the plan that had been in place in 2015 because last year uh, everyone knows Metro had a big right. impact on mm-hmm. Marine Corps Marathon with the safe track, um, you know, changing the the schedule for opening. Um, it really threw a monkey wrench into our plans, and sure. so this year uh, it was still a little late in the game. It was still you know late June before we got the uh, official. Um, approval from them that we we could open Metro early. Um, That's great. At you know at an expense. You know we sure. we opened the Metro early um, and were able to then return to the courses that uh, that we used previously that were much better um, than what we had to uh, force upon the runners uh, in 2016. <laughs> so um, so that was really uh, a very helpful. Um, circumstance for us. That's great. And uh, there's a lot of discussion about Metro. So it's good that you guys uh, got them going the direction you needed to, because that's, I know, not an easy task. Uh, so tell us some of your history of Marine Corps. Have you run Marine Corps before? Are you a runner? I am a runner. I know you're a runner. I am not a marathon runner. So I have not run okay. this event. I've okay. run around this event. Okay. So this year, I uh, working the event, I, I did just under 11 miles working wow. that day. So not quite a half marathon, yeah. uh, but I do move around a lot on event. Yeah, day. and what is what is your responsibilities event day? So, um, uh, marketing and sponsorship uh, department that that I oversee um, is is spread out over a lot of different areas. So we oversee all the on course entertainment. So there was over twenty five yeah. installations out on the course that were performing, cheering, um, engaging with the runners out there. Um, I oversee the finish festival, which you know, would be a huge undertaking in its own right, let alone being a secondary (laughs) operation on event day. But you've got 85,000 people in that festival with all sorts of vendors and activities and live entertainment going on there. Um, I oversee the media operations. So we had 300 credentialed media, um, a live broadcast on uh, NBC Sports Washington, plus wall-to-wall coverage on NBC4, which is our TV partner. Um, I oversee all the sponsorships. So there's dozens of sponsors that are activating on event day um, and they've got their volunteer forces out there and uh, as well as you know, they've got top officials representing them there that are uh, VIPs on the event right. day so you want to make sure that they are uh, enjoying their experience and then uh, you know I'm also overseeing the uh, the presentation of the awards and all the announcing and the start ceremonies and coordinating 
all of that um, so that it uh, so that it goes smoothly smoothly for the runners. And then I've got teams out there that are doing video and photo and social media, and uh, I contributed quite a bit to the social media this year. So. Um, there's a lot to uh, yeah, no, lot to coordinate, uh, a lot of planes to land yeah, all at once. Did, did you have? Did you coordinate the guys that that parachuted into the start? Yes. Yeah, so we worked with them. This was a brand new parachute team, the Patriot Parachute Team. And the nice. one thing that we liked about uh, about them is that they did a performance with the flag, unlike some of the previous ones where they they brought the flag down and it was kind of perpendicular. These guys flew in um, with the flag tethered to two of the jumpers, and wow. it, it flew parallel to the runners so um then they released it then the one guy brought it down and it was it was really a stunning uh display so and we coordinate fl- it was that flawless i'm sure from there and <laughs> i just don't well, understand how that works i i understand that the the start of the race was delayed 10 minutes did that require some uh special logistics with the parachuters the parachute uh, is coordinated to land with the uh, with the anthem so at the point where we delayed um it was not uh, we didn't have to tell the no. parachute team to get back up into the plane <laughs> and, and figure out how to get back up there. No, they were already on the ground and packing up okay. and uh, and done for the day. That's no. what a relief. Yeah, yeah. It just impacted me having to vamp a little bit more on the mic. Uh, yeah, for mm-hmm. about ten more. So minutes you are on the mic at the start, right? Uh, you had it. You had a. Um, a delay and so that, yeah what's that your filler in that 10 minutes then? <laughs> mm-hmm. well the most important thing is letting everyone know what's, going, what's on going on so that the runners don't lose their rhythm uh and getting ready at that point so everyone's all hyped up and you know i spend two hours you know building the energy and then getting ready for it to <laughs> pop like a you know a champagne cork you know, at 755 and, uh, at yep. 755 yep. and then we had to we had to delay so um, I coordinate with uh, the DJ, so we have you know the right music, and it builds mm-hmm. to this crescendo. So we just, uh, on the fly, kind of reworked some of the music and just kept Ooh. people informed um, what to expect, and then just keep talking about yeah. it. What's your What's your start music? Because in New York, they do like New York themed songs, right. obviously. So mm-hmm. I've been I've run Marine Corps before, but I wasn't at the start this year. So what was the start song? So there were a couple things uh, music wise this year. So one was there's a woman who had composed an original song for the Marine Corps Marathon uh, 22 years ago for the 20th Marine Corps Marathon. And somehow she reconnected with uh, our director, Rick Nealis, and created a updated version of that composition. So we played that going nice. into the wheelchair start this year. And then every year before the, uh, before the marathon, we play a song called the Warrior Song, um, which is just a hardcore Marine Corps, um, you know, get you pumped up, take on the world song um, that everyone just gets great energy from. So that, those are kind of our intro songs this mm-hmm. year. And then we work to find a song that is uh, that's going to be you know a chart topper, but Justin not Bieber? not quite there yet. Uh, we haven't gone the route of Bieber. Um, <laughs> I like that one. No, that's a good mm-hmm. suggestion. But we'll take that under consideration. <laughs> um, no, we did uh, for the wheelchairs. We did feel it still. Okay. And uh, for the marathon start, we did glorious. So you know, I like to pick a song that's that's going to be getting a lot of airplay after the marathon so that it brings back the memories and the feelings mm. of of those moments um you know when you're so excited for the start so we work hard to try and program that for for the runners forecasting trends and songs i yeah. mean there's a lot to this job there's a lot to go in there um i'm just thinking of an opportunity for pace the nation here mm-hmm. that if there's a delay next year we should be 
kind of lingering by the start mm-hmm. in case he needs to bring us in because we could talk about dogs for 10 minutes. Or, yeah. We, I mean, we... <laughs> that really is going to get them pumped up. Uh-huh. Right. We could just we'll, pu- we'll pipe in an you know, uh, episode, download one quickly, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. put it up through the soundboard. Yeah. Right, well, you do sponsorship as well. We'll have to talk after this. Uh, after <laughs> it's an interesting yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for everybody. What you, ma- you included. What win, makes, win, win, win. <laughs> what makes uh, Marine Corps so special? I mean, you talk about all the things that you're doing on course and the race day, but what is it that it makes it the People's Marathon so special? Well, the, the first thing that is the most influential on people's experiences, the interaction with the Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. This is very unique and it's, it's authentic. You know, we are, we are the, the Marine Corps. Um, you know, I work for the, for the, for the Marine Corps. So it's not an outside organization that is putting on a Marine Corps event. Mm-hmm. It is 2000 Marines and sailors that are out there interacting with the runners. And there's just a lot of you know, genuine and sincere give and take between the runners and Marines that, that make the runners walk away feeling really gratified from this experience and they feel proud and patriotic and all the good things that you should feel um, from that. So that is, um, that's number one. And, and with that comes what I think is the second piece and that's the organization of the event um, so that the runners we have a very high volume of people who run their first marathon mm-hmm. at this event, specifically because they know there's a lot of Marines out there and the details are tended to, and, um, you know, they're going to get a great experience, um, as hosted by the Marines. So I think those two elements together, um, and just the, just, you know, the fact I get back to this is, this is genuine and authentic experience. We're not creating something that is you know forcing upon them this this marine corps culture it's it's real it's real in the words that we use in the terms that that represent the experience and and um you know everyone feels like a marine for the day i agree i've run it uh a half dozen times and is my favorite event it it you guys really nail it on all those levels and I, i agree just the the fact that there's actually a Marine handing you water or a Marine <laughs> giving you the medal as you finish is just super cool. You know, there's something about that. Yeah. People love people love that there's even the hill at mile 26. <laughs> yes. I mean, they, they feel well, like well, it should be. Well, I, the time. <laughs> but they feel <laughs> like it people. should be a little harder because it's sure. a Marine marathon. Yeah, exactly. It's You know, they, yeah. that makes sense. It but fits. I, I, I like that uh, that hill is lined with Marines. And, and they're so supportive. I, I'm more, not, not so much a marathoner anymore, more of kind of like a finish line hanger outer uh, <laughs> at the marathons. But, There's but lots of those. Yeah. But it's, it's so uh, inspiring, like at the end, to, you know, to get the high fives, people getting up the hill. Um, you have, if, if um, one of the wheelchair participants is, is struggling up the hill, they actually have a, a Marine that goes and, you know, goes up beside them to make sure, you know, to encourage them and yep. make sure that, uh, that they're not going to roll back down the hill. Uh, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, there are some special moments and there's, you know, often not a very large crowd at the end of the event when the last finishers are coming in. Right. But what will happen is... Um, the Marines, you know, you've got dozens of Marines standing around in the finish line, right. which is great when it's busy. But when it's not, they run out and surround these last finishers yeah. as they're coming in, walking or awesome. you know, trotting, and they they just bring them in. They get in yeah, formation, yeah, yeah. and and it's just great to see, and it makes the people feel so special. And that's you know, gets back to the the people's marathon. You know, every exactly, finish, yeah. every finish matters. You know, everyone deserves the same fanfare and appreciation. 
Well, you talked about a lot of what you did race day, but as you mentioned, it's not just race day. There's a lot that goes into it. Yes. On your bio, it says, uh, Goldman oversees the marketing department that includes sponsorship sales, fulfillment, public and community relations, social media, graphic design and advertising, video production, website, and expo management. Man, that's at least six or seven jobs in there. I mean... They're getting a bargain out of me. I know. (laughs) Come on, Rick. Can you hire somebody else? I mean, how do you handle all that, man? Well, what's nice about all of that is it really all fits together. Mm -hmm. And so I do appreciate the opportunity to... um, dip into the different pots and figure out how they can connect. You know, mm-hmm. the the expo has so many significant installations and activations from our sponsors in there that working with the expo coordinator and building it, but then also tying in a consistent graphic design and the theme across everything we do um, so that the expo looks just like the artwork that's been in our social media that looks just like what's going to be on the ribbon for the finishers. And it, it's, it's uh, you know, consistent and it looks complete. And so that's really how I take advantage of having these different uh, you know, roles within my department is by making sure they're all connected and that, and that we're putting together the most complete um, looking event across everything we do. And sponsorship, you've got 24. Uh, it says you've worked on 24 different Fortune 100 companies uh, yeah that that, that's incredible these are big time people who are coming across your desk or, or you're working with we work from the the biggest companies in the world to uh local businesses yep. and you know for some of our events just mom and pop operations mm-hmm. i mean and that's the great thing i i you know want people to partner with us who appreciate the marine corps and and you know have something to give to the event i mean certainly you know it's my responsibility to help fund the marathon um, but also to bring in partners who are going to make it a better experience, either for the runners or for their supporters or, you know, helping out us as organizers or the Marines and doing things that will make the event um, just better overall. And, and the sponsorship money, I mean, the race actually is pretty affordable compared to what's out there for, for marathons of your size. Uh, is that sponsorship money? Is that how, how, how are you able to do that? Well, yeah, it is affordable. I mean, it's, but at the same time, I think it's under a hundred bucks, right? Well, no, we're over a hundred now, uh, now, but over yeah. So it, we started climbing but a few now. years ago, but it's still it's still below the you know the other yeah, New large York marathons is 300 of this size. And Boston and, is, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I, I would have you guys yeah. in the conversation as as these big Chicago, Boston, Mar, you know, Marine Corps, and and for many many years we were able to keep the cost very far below mm-hmm. um, market, and that was something we were very proud of. But you know, we're putting on an event and the reality of, is that we're we're shutting down 26 miles in the nation's capital and we're running an incredibly safe event and there's costs associated yeah. with that no um, in addition to everything else we want to do wonderful for the runners out there to make it you know a very fulfilling experience so um, you know that keeping the costs uh, as affordable you mm-hmm. know within the marketplace as we can is is something that that we do work on and of course I'm trying to offset as much of the expense as I can <laughs> right. um, through the sponsorship well, program. Another thing I really enjoy that you do is the social media part. I, I think we had Nealis on last year, and I, I talked about um, a particular uh, Instagram uh, series of posts that maybe you do or somebody in your staff does that I really enjoy. It's like 
you have two pictures and you find three different things. Three things different. Yeah, three yes. things different. Is that your brainchild? That I was, love that. That was something that uh, we co-opt from something yeah, else we had seen right. out there in the social media world. But I thought it's just an interesting yeah. way to showcase something from our event and just engage people. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's having a good graphics department too that can do things that can, like that. That can do and Photoshop that out. We got a listener who would be great for that uh, <laughs> if you need yeah. some staff. Uh, but the the the, uh, the thing about um, uh, that is is when you read these Instagram posts, you can't look at the comments because they're gonna you get the cheat right away if you look at the comments. So look at the posts first, and then so more of those, please. Yeah. Sure, absolutely yeah, yeah, noted. Those, those are fun. Noted. Um, I've got five social media posts from, I mean, you do, you guys, you've got hundreds and thousands of po- social media posts. Uh, I got five that I wanted to highlight that happened after the marathon that I wanted to bring to your attention or bring to these guys' attention as well. I'm curious. Um, so on Instagram, I really enjoyed the picture of the uh, pumpkin with the Marine Corps Marathon logo well, on it. Well, that watermelon. Watermelon. I'm sorry. Oh, was watermelon. the pumpkin or yeah. the watermelon? No, it was, it was a watermelon. You're right. You're yes. right. It was a watermelon, with a, and I'm showing the guys here. Uh, so I will mm-hmm. tell you that yeah. we have a partnership with the National Watermelon Promotion mm-hmm. Board, and they are very <laughs> active on social media, and I saw all these carved Pump, 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 watermelons right. over I, I, the well, years. He's got you doing it. You got me twisted here. Yeah. We'll edit that one out. But I, <laughs> I, um, I, I just pestered them for years. I said, "Come on, we're right at Halloween. You have got to carve a watermelon with the marathon logo for me, please." Very well done. So this year we finally got our carved watermelons. Yep. Uh, day after the marathon, uh, very simply. So what hurts? You like that one? A lot of engagement there, response. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the simplest message is the one that resonates. Who Um, needs 280 characters, right? uh, I liked uh, that one there where you said uh, it's like going uh, from a half marathon to the full 26.2 with the 280 characters. That was in reference to Twitter going to double the amount of characters. The runners could relate to that one. Very witty. So did did you, again, you think of these these things? I think of these, (laughs) yes. That's awesome. My radar is always up. A team of a thousand monkeys working with a thousand typewriters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not a big fan of the 280. I I don't want to go on a side. Too much of a side here, but Uh I'm not a fan of the I use Twitter as we talked about earlier for news and I just need the you need 140 your news to be characters. less informative yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, well I mean I just want the highlights give me the highlights I I would like for your account to be less than 144 characters <laughs> to be honest well like my account we, you're not yeah. talking about Mark's account no 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 yeah. Farley's yeah, I, I right. would like less from Farley yeah. so I'm not happy with it, that he got 288 well, I, I, I thought that was a witty, well done, half marathon, Thank full you. marathon. Uh, of course, uh, retweeting um, a Pacers running post, just saying that's cool. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was one of my favorites. Yeah, well, because you were talking about it was a little too warm, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, temperatures dropped, yeah. so I oh, figured that I, was cool. Yeah, nice, you know. nice. <laughs> this guy, he's on. And then yeah, maybe it's a little too high highbrow on that No, one, no, no. I, that's I get good. a tickle. That's good. Uh, and finally, the, the fifth one that I wanted to mention was on Facebook. So I brought up one Instagram, three Twitter, and one Facebook mm-hmm. here. Given all of the social media fair yeah, representation. You. You're, yeah, um, where uh, you referenced a Superman movie. Um, oh, yes. And and I'm. Uh, How'd you I, get that reference, Farley? That's I, I not didn't, on your I one didn't, of five. I'm not. I, I don't watch movies often. Um, Ever. Uh, and He's, this was. He a, knows five <laughs> movies. And this was a movie from 1977 where. Um, and again, well. Uh, I got to take a step back here, and uh-huh. we have a space-time continuum thing here where mm-hmm. we uh, do the interview and we record the show on Thursday. We actually release it on Monday, so we're talking about things, you know, a few days later. 
Um, in this clip, Superman, uh, he, he, I don't know, it was his girlfriend. Lois died, Lane was died, in an earthquake. Yes. Okay. I don't even know what you're, I don't even know the social media reference, but I know exactly where you're going and with he, this. And he, and he goes around the earth and he, and he spins yeah. the earth spins the wrong the earth backwards to yeah. turn back time and save her life. Yes. yes. Right. Right. Um, how bad were the graphics in that movie, by the way? <laughs> I mean, I know it's 1977. Graphics, but, um, special effects. Groundbreaking at the time. It probably yeah. was. But, uh, it's a yeah, hard he, guy to please. He, <laughs> he turns, 40 years later, right? He, he turned, yeah, I know. He turns back the clock and saves, uh-huh. saved his girlfriend. So, yeah. Um, Whoever she is. Very, uh, and that, you were referencing turning back the clock because it was a couple days after Marine Corps, right? Well, it was turning back yeah. the clock. Daylight uh, savings. Oh, savings. Time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, daylight savings. Time. I thought you were teeing me up for a great daylight savings message. Yes. Oh. I got it. She got it. Oh, Don't okay. worry about him. Okay. It was daylight savings. Daylight That's savings. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Boy, that was a big setup for a big fall on that one right there. <laughs> It still made Gosh. his top five. Can you believe yeah. it? He didn't get the joke, and it made well, his top five. Well, that's the thing. You know, you can't uh, can't understand what all things are going to mean to all people. But I mean, it was a movie is, from 1977. Come don't, on, don't use this as a litmus test as to how you need to readjust your your future uh, social media. The lowest common Farley denominator, right? Is that- Even he's on in the in on the inside jokes now. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so my question is: Are you combing through movies from '77? Like, how does that work? Or do you have a team of people doing this? Because thousand we, monkeys with a thousand yeah, typewriters yeah, exactly. and a thousand VCRs. Well, there's a couple of us that work on the social media, and mm-hmm. we figure out, uh, you know, what are the things that are the messages we want to convey? What are the things we want people to feel? What are the runners experiencing mm-hmm. at that time? Um, because they're going to be engaging with our social media far more than they're going to be at the event. The right. event, they're there for a few hours. Yep. The social media is months, maybe years, depending on their you know continued commitment to be part of the event. So um, it's part entertainment, part you know inspiration, and part information. Yep. And so um, you know we're keeping all those things in mind as we build. You know w- what is it that we want to share with the runners at this time? And I'm always. I, I don't know. It's just the way my w- brain is wired that I'm, you know, I, I look at things and I immediately put it through a filter of like, how could that relate back mm-hmm. to Marine Corps Marathon? So my thinking with the Superman one was, you know, everyone's reminding people to turn the clock back. And I started thinking about the flash, you know, did the flash <laughs> run backwards and turn back time or something? And, you know, just in looking around, I came across the Superman one. It didn't look like Flash ever used his powers to go back in time, but <laughs> that would have been perfect. Yeah. No, I mean he he would have been perfect. You know, more of a runner than right. than Superman with the flyer. But that was that well, was the idea. I, it, it didn't miss the mark with me. Much much to what you guys think, I thought it was <laughs> much very well to done. what we all just witnessed. Right. You got yeah. it. No, it was it was very well done, and and I agree. You you've got a. I think on social media, it's great. You entertain some, it's informational some, and you know some of it's just straight logistics and some of it's fun. And so I think you guys hit the mark. Well done. Thank um, you. So this year's race, uh, we talked to Charlie Band a couple uh, weeks ago about uh, the start and how uh, Kieran went one direction and, and the other elites went another. And I know that, it, that you don't do operations or handle that, but 
Docs, you were talking about something that they're yeah, doing at New York City. Exactly. It's in, in New York City, they um, paint a blue line on the mm. course the night before the race. And, Is it and, the night before the race? Uh, let's just, you know, for, for purposes <laughs> okay. of moving along with the question, <laughs> say yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but they, do, they do mark the course. And, and given, you know, our discussion earlier about um, that – uh, you know what happened with some of the elites at the at the top of the race. I was curious if if that might be something that uh, could happen in D.C. or if there'd be any restrictions or or uh, anything like that. Well, the the only relatable experience I have kind of that that might play into an answer to that question is a few years ago we were working with a company that had a a device called a Chalkbot and they had been out hmm. at the Tour de France and basically. It's this uh, device where you could text a message to this number and it would uh, output in chalk the message out on the street. And so it was basically filling the roadway in front of the bikers at the tour with inspirational messages and things people were texting in. And so we were working to bring them here to Marine Corps Marathon, um, but we did not get approval for chalking the street, even though there is a follow-on vehicle that completely scrubs the street clean mm-hmm. so there was no residual impact um so we didn't get approval for uh for the dc streets or the park service area there were little segments where we could do in arlington but it just mm-hmm. you know wasn't worth it so i i take that you know and in, in response to your question think right. they probably you know don't want a blue line right. down the, down the street <laughs> well, <out> there <laughs> i mean it doesn't have to be blue and blue's kind of the new york city thing so we could spitball a couple other oh, colors oh you think that's here. where i went wrong maybe yeah. it was the color that i requested <laughs> yeah. okay man i never thought of that i'm glad we've had this conversation yeah yeah, yeah. so you can go back to them and be like hey <laughs> yeah. guys orange you're opening up doors here mm-hmm. thank you Thank you. I, I have another logistical question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you talked about the metro. You talked about you know lining the streets. What was your reaction when you found out that uh, the Iwo Jima statue was was going to be covered up and and uh, not there at the mm-hmm. finish line in its glory? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, my reaction was a lot worse than the runners. I was hmm. really concerned about it. For one. The photo that the runners take with their medal in front of the memorial mm-hmm. is the number one selling runner image in the world. Really? So for Marathon Photo, which is our photo partner, mm-hmm. um, you know that's their top selling picture mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. memorial with the runners in front of the medal. So I know that means a lot to people. And right. I was concerned that this, was, this element was going to be taken out of their experience. And so we put together a you know, blog on our website, and then we pushed it out on social media about 10 days before the event. Runners had been asking, and we'd answer them directly, but hadn't um, you know, hadn't put out anything formal until a little bit before the event. And I was I sat back waiting for the backlash, and the runners were um, so understanding. Hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. this isn't our memorial; this is the Marines' memorial, and they deserve for it to be you Restored. know refurbished yeah. and, and rehabilitated and this will just be the scaffold year. And so our images will be in front of the scaffold and that'll be special in its own right. And so I was, I was really pleased. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I get knocked around uh, on Facebook and Twitter for things a lot less substantial than that. But this, <laughs> this is where they came up and, and yeah, you know, cool. really showed some, some compassion and some understanding for what the true meaning of that memorial is. So, cool. so that was, that was rewarding. Well, and then I, I mean, I have I have a, a whole file of, of suggestions. Another one is <laughs> oh, is uh, 
the weather, like, like, how come you guys can't just keep it between 50 and 60 degrees for the whole race? <laughs> for the whole race. We do yeah. for a few minutes. Right. Um, but yeah. then it goes up from there. Yeah, we've had a couple, uh, couple hot years. Uh, and this year, even though the temperatures didn't climb as much as in 2016, there wasn't the, the cloud cover to offset right. that. So, mm-hmm. so it was a hot year. Um, and fortunately, we have an incredible... Uh, medical team out there that that takes really good care of all the runners and gets them all home healthy and safe so yeah um yeah we you know i so, still yeah. i still have nightmares about the year it uh, snowed on the kids run and then it was just a <laughs> freezing wet the next day right. so yeah you know I, that is not an area that, i want to go back to weather yeah. weather has got to keep you up at nights because it's it's something you, you just, just can't, can't do control. anything about why were you guys a week earlier this year we were a week earlier because of the expo. Oh, the expo. Okay. We needed a yeah. place to bring 100,000 yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, the availability this year, fortunately, was only just a week yeah. earlier. But yeah. we'll be going back to, back our, to the, our regularly yeah. scheduled uh, final weekend of October next year. Well, that's uh, we'll look forward to that event, of course, in 2018. But you guys do a number of other events uh during the year, you've got <clears throat> the next event on your schedule is a turkey trot, right? It, is it in Quantico? Where, where do you? Where it do you is go? on the Marine Corps base, mm-hmm. so that's uh, the 18th mm-hmm. uh, is our turkey trot, and that is known for um, having the kitschiest, cheesiest uh, turkey shirts. Nice. Um, so we have a lot of fun with that, and this year we're doing a Thanksgiving camo themed shirt, which is kind of mm, cool. Very cool. Um, like we also that. bring out a petting zoo, <laughs> nice. and uh, we have a wine garden, and so it's it's a great uh, it's a great rebound event for us after the marathon. We have a lot of fun with that. That's a perfect event for Pace the Nation because Farley can run. <laughs> uh, Joanna will go to the winery or yeah. the wine garden, and yeah. I'll go to the petting zoo. Right. Like everybody's go. favorite thing. I <laughs> got something, something uh, for everybody. So other events, uh, you know, you've got the the, the historic calf, the seventeen point seventy five, which you can get access to Marine Corps uh, a triathlon. You guys do a ton of other events. So talk about all these other events. Too. Yeah, a busy schedule. Yeah. So um, the event season kicks off in March with mm-hmm. the Marine Corps seventeen seventy five K. When last year. 3,000 entries sold out in seven minutes. Wow. Um, and the key to that one is not only is it a great run through Prince William Forest Park, which is uh, right off of uh, 95 South, but every finisher gets access granted entry to the mm-hmm. Marine Corps Marathon. So this has uh, become a coveted um, entry for them. So mm-hmm. that's a great event. Um, we come out of that and uh, have the Marine Corps Historic Half, which is three events down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And you know, we've done the event for 10 years, and it's interesting to see people just first discover Fredericksburg because it's not a place that most yeah. people travel to, but it's a really great really uh, cool great town, town yeah. and the event has its own culture and, and personality that's just a little bit off of what Marine Corps Marathon is. Um, and so we have the historic half. We have a five-miler, the Semper five-miler, and this year we introduced the Devil Dog Double. So the runners do the five-miler, including climbing up Hospital Hill, they get to the finish, they turn around, they do the historic half, so they run Hospital Hill twice. Wow. Um, and they get three medals for that nice. for that event, so it's about the bling with that. <laughs> um, and then we have the mud run, which is run amok, mm-hmm. our mud and obstacle run, which is through the hills of, uh, of the Marine Corps base. We're introducing a, a run-only component next year for that, so that you can skip the mud pits and just do an 8K tied into that. We do a triathlon 
in August, along with a 12K through uh, Officer Candidate School area, which is kind of unique access. So if you just want to run, you can do just a run there, too. You can do just yep. a run at that cool. point, yep. and then uh, back to marathon and turkey yeah, trot a year tried. from now. You did a Quantico 100. Was that just a one-year event? That was a one, that was just this year. It was okay. the 100th anniversary of the founding of the base. Cool. So we did uh, a unique event where it was 100 minutes, run as many laps as you can around this uh, – I can't remember what it was at this point, mile and a half course. Um, and of course, it, you know, it was an evening event, and it wound up being like 100 degrees that night. So <laughs> of course. That was not part of the 100 Going back theme. to my uh, original suggestion, you should control the weather <laughs> yeah. so that it's perfect between 50 and 60 degrees for the entire race. Well, we have a good relationship with Chuck Bell, but he doesn't seem to have much more control <laughs> other than telling us what's going on. Are you sure on? that you have a good relationship <laughs> with him? Of course. <laughs> he handles the NBC4 relationship. Yes, of course he does. Well, I'm just saying, I think if, 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 if the relationship was better, maybe the weather would be better. <laughs> Gives him something to talk yeah. about right <laughs> well if all that's not enough um you know i mentioned that you do uh some work with us for pacers running uh so we'll look forward to seeing you at the uh jingle all the way race but you also um you've done some i'm a huge washington sports fan here um what my, 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 you are my this wife has never come up my wife co- coaches over at uh, georgetown what she um, does this yeah, has never come yeah, up exactly so uh, what what do you do for the hoyas so i am uh the uh, public address announcer for mm-hmm. the basketball games. And I've been there since way back when the games were played at the Capitol Center. Mm. Um, so you've seen me if you've been to a Hoyas game and uh, timeout running out onto the court mm-hmm. and uh, giving away, con- you know, hosting contests, doing dizzy giveaways. Or dizzy bat. Yeah, putting people like that, through yeah. the paces yeah, out there, exactly. right? Yep. But uh, so this year I'll move over into the more senior responsible uh, role of just the in-house PA. So announcing all the activities going on on the court the baskets the fouls the substitutions which is great it's a great seat in the house and it's yeah you know those are great games yeah well hopefully they they turn it around this year um and patrick ewing gets them going in the right direction uh but yeah those are always fun games uh and and i'm sure the the hoyas have been good for years so i'm sure they'll, they'll 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 get back to their greatness soon all right mark well very much appreciate uh, you and your partnership with Pacers Running and all that you've done. We've done packet pickups here. Um, we've we've had the Marine Corps Marathon Apparel, and so we look to further that uh, in the future. So thanks for all you do for us. Uh, thanks for joining us today on uh, Pace the Nation. Thank you. If I can just add one thing, yeah. make sure if you have a Marine Corps Marathon finisher medal and you haven't figured it out yet, the medal opens. Yes, and you can find that on Facebook too. Yeah, so you yeah, would be yeah, surprised yeah, how many yeah. people don't realize, yeah. even though we made the hinges bigger this right. year, that the medal opens. So cool. congratulations to everyone. Yeah. And thanks All right, for having me. There he me. goes. That's Mark Goldman. He's head of sponsorship and marketing at the Marine Corps Marathon. Thanks again for joining us. This is Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Mark Goldman for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Really appreciate him and all his insights. Uh, We'll see Mark again, as we said, later this year uh, at the Jingle All the Way race and hopefully some other Pacers running races next year. Um, Speaking of races, the New York City Marathon, one of the biggest races in the world, happened this past weekend. I was in Seattle, and I want to get into my Seattle trip a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it's nationally televised and on NBC, 
And I know Joanna, you were glued to your TV. That's right. Um, it was. I, I kind of feel like Joanna doesn't have a TV, and she has a computer. What, well, what's the truth? Be, be honest. I don't have a TV. Yeah, I can see I you it. finding. A t- <laughs> I, I can see it. you finding a TV though. For what are you this. glued to the computer? Um. Well, or did so, you go to a viewing party? Uh. Well, my I don't have a TV, but mm-hmm. I live with somebody who has a TV. Uh, Got okay. it. Yeah. And then you were just being rude and watching their TV. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, I had to investigate that real quick. Farley, go on. Uh. So. Shalane Flanagan won the New York City Marathon for the f- first time in, I believe, 40-some years. I think 42, since, yeah. Since 1977, an American woman has hmm. won the New York City Marathon. That math doesn't add up, 1977 and 42 years. Well, when, Just throwing that out. 42 might be wrong. It's, 40, it's definitely <laughs> it's 40 years. All right, I thought it was 77, but... Again, just be... trying to get to the bottom of something. <laughs> right. All um, about truth on this show. Yeah, well... You you did uh, watch Joanna. I, I wanted your uh, take take away from uh, that race and specifically the Shalane win. Um, so I'll be honest. I was watching to watch the women's field. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly care about the men's field <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning of the race, uh, I did say uh, to the person I was watching with, I was like, man, I'll just love it if Shalane had a good day. And then as, really? the, as the race went on, I was like, oh man, am I like magic? You are yeah, like, you're like you the, got the anti-Chris Farley. You got the pace the nation <laughs> touch. There you go. Um, yeah, so uh, the field stayed together for a long time. Um, they they were going for, for a, a marathon, I mean, pretty slow, but it's a, a world major. So again, like the strategy of winning matters more mm-hmm. than the time. Um, and then finally the field started to string out and break up. And there was a pack of like, I mean, honestly, it came down to like three people. And it, that was the three women that finished in the top three. Um, and one of those women, Mary Kinney, has won like three in a row. So this was going to be yeah. her, her fourth win. And that was the big story going into the, the day was if Mary would win again um, and, and set this record. Um, and I think that that kind of helped Shalane. So she was going in as just like one an American in the race. Like this might be Shalane's last big marathon, like kind of the way that it was Meb's last big marathon. Um, and I think that just kind of helped Shalane to be under the radar and just take the win. I, yeah, I mean, she's <laughs> got to be 35, 36 years old. Um, you know, probably a little out of her prime as a marathon runner. Yeah, that's what they the announcers kept talking about how old she was and and <laughs> as the field started to break apart and there'd be all these like pieces breaking off, they'd be like, "Oh, Shalane." Like they were basically kept being like, "The old woman's still right. in there." And I'm like, right. "She's 36. <laughs> she's like right. not old." <laughs> all right. Um so w- at what point did she break away? Um, you know, I really should probably know this, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was like I know cuz I asked. Yeah, it was like 20 24 maybe i feel like 24 was when she's getting back to central park yeah there was one point where um mary went to the other side of the road Mm -hmm. um and i literally thought she was dropping out i was like oh man she's out of the race Mm -hmm. um and then they came around a turn and she kind of came back but at that point shalane had already taken the lead um and shalane was pretty decisive i mean she threw down like 503 511 like she threw down some pretty fast miles for the the last yeah for the last few of the race Uh, it was unbelievable and she wins decisive over a minute Mm -hmm. which is just incredible and for some context for the listeners I mean the New York City Marathon is I mean it's as big an event for these marathoners as there is I mean I would put it ahead of you know for for a lot of these marathoners head of the Olympic Marathon I mean this is a huge huge deal yeah 
And for her to actually win the thing, like you said, it's not for time. So, her, I mean, her time was good, 225, but it wasn't, you know, the so a she, world record time or anything. But to win the New York City Marathon is just outstanding, incredible. So, does she get two medals? So everybody gets a finisher's medal. <laughs> I think she does. She, she does. does. Yeah, she gets and a medal that looks very much like an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not sure that it's going to be the you know, the where where the the every man. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to be like just some Monday, volunteer. On Monday, did you, oh like it, <laughs> not every yeah. the, the every man gets the medal uh-huh. that you're talking about. I don't yeah. think some volunteer puts it over the. And then aren't you like don't you go out later that night and wear your medal or you wear the medal the next day? <laughs> That's what we you do. Can, you get to ride the subway do. for free, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think she had any of those issues. I, I like where you're going and the three of us have run New York. Uh-huh. So we, we do have um What do you think but I'm I'm just saying when she goes out and partakes in that, that activity, do you think she has to wear I, two I medals? I think that people probably know who she is. I I don't know. Yeah. I I, I don't like to speak for everybody else. <laughs> It's a good question. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll have to get yeah, her on the really show and we'll, we'll, we'll ask her that. Okay. I don't know if that'd be the first thing we'd ask her, but uh, <laughs> definitely the second thing. Cer- certainly a good question. Uh, so that was ex- super exciting. Um, mm-hmm. So, but you said that you were up in Seattle. Uh, our mutual friend, Joanna's relative, texted uh, and mm-hmm. said, Hey, is Pace Nation coming back up this weekend? And I was like, You know what? This guy booked a trip to Seattle. And kind of left Pace Nation out in the dark on the best weekend of I the uh, Pace Nation year. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try to top that when we're in Austin. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to it, make a it's return supposed trip. To be, it's supposed to be a tradition. Mm-hmm. Every year we go up for the New York City Marathon weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stay at the lot. <laughs> right. Uh, you guys run the marathon, and I sleep in, mm-hmm. and then we go have a happy hour with Julia. Yeah, Julia Taylor, which I'm glad you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, JT running DC, 328. I know she was looking oh. to break 330. Yeah, her goal, I think her goal was uh, to go under 330, but she actually didn't think that she'd be able to do it, yeah. and, and she crushed it. So congrats to superfan Julia Taylor for a huge, <laughs> huge race out there. Um, she was, of course, a guest on episode 100. So, awesome uh, weekend in New York. I had an awesome weekend in Seattle, and I wanted to touch on that real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I, we, we don't have much time, so just I, real quick. I saw the uh, Washington Redskins defeat the Seattle Seahawks. The, the Washington to, football team. Thank you to Brooks Running for taking me to that mm-hmm. game. That was one of the great things I did, but that wasn't one of the touristy things I did. I because did three. That, <laughs> that would not be on a touristy. No, yeah. it w- definitely wasn't. Yeah. On a, uh, it wasn't. It wouldn't be a regular tourist event for sure. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing event, but not a regular tourist event. I did three touristy events, and I'm expecting can, Joanna. Can I get them? Can I guess first? To nail these. Uh, can I guess first? Okay, go ahead. Space Needle. Uh, you got one of them. Yeah. Fish Market. He's got two Troll of them. Home. Troll under the bridge. I didn't do that. I have I, done in the past, that in okay. the past, but right. you're two for three. That's pretty uh-huh. good. Well, and, I'm, and, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm and not done. to prep the listeners, I didn't. I didn't tell Doc this no, or Joanna. Th- these are like the top <laughs> two oh, things okay. you do when you go to Seattle. I, know. Um, I saw the guy throw the fish back and forth. Yeah, fishmonger. Yeah. I know about that because mm-hmm. I'm a fishmonger you myself. Are, actually, yep. Uh, and then you went and did a pilgrimage to Eddie Vedder's house. No, <laughs> no. Uh, good guess. Two out of four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a few guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Did you take an underground tour? No. Oh, you should have. I know. Um, did you take a duck boat tour? No. I, I, I've should. done actually, but it's funny you say, I've actually done both those things. You did the, the underground tour? First time I went to Seattle, oh, maybe 12 years ago. So with Brooks. Cool. Yep. It was a good time. Um, did you go whale watching? No, I didn't do that. I have not done that. Okay. Did you go to Bakery Nerveau and then go um, hiking in the Cascades? No, but I did go somewhere that had something to do with food and drinks. <laughs> oh, you went to the Starbucks The roastery. original Starbucks. Oh. The original Starbucks. So you guys did mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. The original Starbucks. No, but that's like across from the market. So right. So I kind of, two birds, one stone. Yeah. yeah. So not fair. Well, well whatever, whatever. I did go up on the Space Needle. I'm scared uh-huh. of heights. That was harrowing. That was harrowing. I, I literally was out there in the wind. And I mean, there couldn't have been more fencing so you wouldn't fall out off. But it's I, still pretty I've scary. seen you on top of a cathedral yeah. in Europe. And I thought you were doing a bit how no. scared you were because we were basically not even to the top yet. <laughs> That was actually that? scary. Yes. No, it I wasn't. Mean, that was. It was. It was. <laughs> it was like you couldn't even see over the wall yet. There was like eight foot walls, and we hadn't gone the stairs up to get to the peak. I, 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 I. Why? Well, I'm just saying. I'm not that, scared that of much. I'm. I'm just saying that heights. that. Uh, yeah. uh, I can confirm this guy yeah. really is scared of heights. That was that was tough, but I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the experience. Won't do it again, but enjoyed. Uh, it's also scared thing. of kids. Um, one thing about the uh, original Starbucks, mm-hmm. there literally was a line that was three times as long as the longest Georgetown cupcake line you've ever seen. We're doing a lot of unsolicited advertising. We are right now. okay. Sorry. How about the coffee line was longer than the ridiculous line in Georgetown? <laughs> right, three times as long. I mean, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. Did you measure it, and <laughs> I could have. I literally could have walked up the street uh-huh. and seen. Uh, and gone to another coffee shop that I uh-huh. won't name yeah, with anymore. the same products, uh, actually the same actual shop. Well, everybody had to have their Instagram pictures mm-hmm. in like the yeah. OG yeah. coffee place. The OG, yeah. exactly. Did you did you social media any of that, I Farley? Didn't, I didn't. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I social media the, the I don't football know, game. I, blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> I social media the football game. Uh, but there when I was in... Uh, uh, Seattle. I did catch up with Rick Wilhelm. Uh, he is a the specialty sales manager for Brooks. Uh, Joanna went out to Seattle almost two years ago, I'd say, if not over two years ago, and did an uh, in-person interview with Rick. Uh, so this is another portion of Where Are They Now? Pace the Nation edition. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick is doing great. He um, and his company are up 10% over last year, which is incredible. Brooks is just on fire. And again, mentioning a, uh, mm-hmm. a, a non-sponsor mm-hmm. uh, brand. but Not doing anything for me or Joanna, <laughs> but I'm glad you guys run at the football game. <laughs> but uh, on fire, uh, doing great, uh, doing great with their shoes, doing great with their, their sales, and uh, very much appreciate the trip out to Seattle. So that's an interesting where are they now. Basically, you're saying that he's in Seattle and you saw him. Yeah, and, and and he's and he's, <laughs> he's doing great. And, doing great. And the company's They're, doing the company great. The company's yeah. great. And I think uh, he's he's a big part of why the company's doing great. All right. Well, that's fair. That's a good point. All right. So speaking of sports, um, <sighs> we wanted to take a moment here uh, on a uh, kind of a, a different uh, sadder note. Um, I know, Docs, you wanted to take a moment to talk about one of your favorite uh, baseball players of all time. Yeah, well, I mean, now you're putting words in in my mouth. Mike mm-hmm. Schmidt's my favorite baseball player <laughs> okay. of all time, but um, yeah, you know, it's sad 
Roy Doc Holliday. He he died in a single passenger uh, plane crash, Gulf of Mexico. Um, Halliday is probably the greatest starting pitcher in his era. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 40 years old, um, which is way too young. He, he just retired, you know, a few years ago. Um, and by all accounts, he's, he's just a great guy. When he retired from baseball, he's been living life to the fullest. Um, I know he was coaching his kids, baseball teams. Uh, there's a story about him last year fishing on the Amazon, and, and he and a, one of his buddies saved somebody's life from an anaconda mm-hmm. attack. Uh, and, of course, he got his pilot's license. Um, so, you know, everything I heard about this guy when he was playing and afterwards, he's just a, a world-class guy, and it's, it's a shame. Uh, Joanna, I know you hate baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, but That is true. <laughs> he, he was one of these kind of athletes that, you know, didn't just compete in the game. But when you watched him pitch, you know, I, I'd just be in awe. And it's one of those few players where you feel like you're watching an artist perform. My Phillies traded for Roy Halladay after the 2009 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already one of the most accomplished pitchers at that time. Uh, unfortunately, their boneheaded general manager traded Cliff <laughs> Lee away right after that. But that's a topic for a bunch of phone calls between my dad and I. Right, right. Uh, not for this not show. Not for the podcast. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I'll reset. But I feel your pain. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but Doc, Doc was the ace for the 2010 Phillies. He pitched a perfect game in May against the Marlins. And then in October, in his first ever playoff game in his career, he pitched the second no-hitter in playoff history mm. against the Reds. That's the only baseball game that's still on my DVR. To be fair, I had the entire 2008 World Series on an older DVR. That DVR is gone, but I still Crashed. have that game on my DVR. That's very and cool. And I've actually watched the final inning of the Halliday no-hitter more times than I care to admit. Really? Because it's just electrifying. It's wow. It's so cool. That's and very it just, cool, man. Uh, uh, fills me with so much joy. And mm. this, this was like not... Uh, just as a result of his, his death, I've had this on since the game happened, you know? Wow. So like, I, I just wanted to establish the dominance and the greatness to give context to uh, Roy Halladay's story that I want to share. But when he was with the Phillies, you know, when they acquired him, he was already a legend in his own time. And he was always the first person to show up at the ballpark. And his workouts were legendary. I don't know mm-hmm. why I keep using the same words. This is this it's makes fine. me feel like I have a limited vocabulary. <laughs> uh, but he wanted to get his heart rate up when he worked out in the gym, jumping from one machine to the other without having to wait for somebody to finish. So he would arrive at the ballpark at 4.30 in the morning to get the entire facility to himself. Uh, and when the other early birds showed up for breakfast and then to work out, he's already done with his workout. Every day he did that. And the you know, that first year, the Phillies had a pitcher who wanted to, to have half the career of Doc. So he started showing up at the gym at 4.30. Uh, one spring morning, uh, he's working out with, with this living legend. They don't talk at all. They're just working out in the same space. And this young buck is, is trying to make as many observations as he can. The next morning, Doc arrives at the complex at 3.30 a.m., <laughs> So he could work out by himself. Yep. Unbelievable. And, and I, I wow. love this story. It's awesome. I love this story. Uh, what Halliday showed, not only that he doesn't like to be around people, which we can all relate to, <laughs> is what it took for him to become this living legend, what it became for him to be great. And yeah, he definitely had talent, 
But what separated him from his generation is the hard work that this guy put into his discipline every day, day in, day out. He was working just as hard in spring training as he was on the last day of the season when he had no more starts until the next spring. Mm. And, and this work ethic can be applied to anything in life, whether it's baseball, running, relationships, your family, work, podcasting. <laughs> uh, but we can talk about running uh, since this is a dog podcast. So from, <laughs> right, a, from right. a running perspective, you know, you can take away from this to be the re- best runner that you can be. It's not about putting in the miles for a few weeks and mostly sticking to your schedule. This is about years of dedication, getting all your runs in, doing your core workouts, weekly yoga, strength and conditioning, getting on the track, never missing a long run, and working harder at your sport than anyone else. And greatness doesn't happen by chance. It doesn't happen overnight. And I'm grateful that I got to to witness and appreciate Doc Halliday in real time, and and I'm truly saddened by his passing. It, It was 40, 50 years too soon guy was full of life and and a real inspiration very well said docs roy halliday he was 40 years old this podcast of course is sponsored by pacers running pacers running with five area dc locations pacers running is for every run we also have a uh, store in princeton new jersey seven palmer square there in princeton and i'll be heading up to uh, new jersey this weekend uh, hope to connect with our manager up there. So if you're in Princeton, go by and check out our store, 7 Palmer Square. Uh, Steve is our manager there. All right, finally, uh, Docs, um, mm-hmm. after that really well-done tribute, I want to one more thing from you. Okay. Um, I hear your back running or your back oh. is getting better or i'm not running okay so that's a that's you've so you've that's heard incorrect wrong. okay yeah. all right i don't know who your source is but but uh two sources farley charlie ban right about what that means yep and but no I, like this week i've i said to myself so th- we're gonna do the chris farley jinx right now but mm-hmm. i said to myself my back probably feels better this week than it has the entire year Mm-hmm. And and I've you know I've struggled off and on with with a, a lot of back issues this this year, um, but I kind of changed my program a little bit, and I've done um, some pretty aggressive leg strengthening exercises, some core exercises, and just trying to make myself as strong as possible uh, in the supporting areas. Uh, so not just doing back stretches and 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 back work, but like really working on my legs. And it's, it's made a huge difference. Um, so, and what I had to do was kind of like toe that line between what I'm doing, making sure that, yes, it hurts, but it's not an injury. It's mm-hmm. just pain. And, you know, so that was the, that was the difficulty. But I, I think it's gone a long way. So I'm hopeful. I'm excited that uh, maybe, maybe here in a week or two I might, uh, might try to put some shoes on and, and, and get out and – uh, get my base in over the winter. I love this optimism. This yeah. is good. Uh, optimistic docs. Uh, do you share that same optimism about your running, uh, Joanna? No. No? <laughs> no? What's going on there? I don't know. I'll, n- I'll probably never run again. I'm going to uh, find a new sport. You guys, man. What, but he's saying you guys. <laughs> yeah, docs is so super positive over there. I'm yeah. back. Uh, uh, what's going on? Why, why so negative about the running, Joanna? 
I just can't stay healthy. Yeah. So it seems like my body is telling me that uh, it's not. This is your season. Mm-hmm. This is your season. This weather is. Do is... something different. Change it up, Joanna. Trust me. Yeah. I did change it up, and I feel like mm-hmm. that made things worse. But then you then you go in the exact change opposite direction. Again. You know when you balance something, like something is is uh, like wobbly. Yeah. Like you you make a measurement, and then you make a change, mm-hmm. and you make another measurement, whether it's good or bad. You're able to draw a vector from one point to the other, and that is your that tells you everything you need to know to actually put in the right balance. So now that you made a change and it didn't work, you say, "Aha! I know what doesn't work." All right, Thomas Edison. She doesn't seem super super convinced. Well, to, uh, you know what? My think, analogy was a little I, bit too I in think, the weeds. I think that's I think that's good advice. And if you have other advice for Joanna or encouragement, tweet us. Or another sport I should try. No, tweet us at well, Pace the Nation. Um, what should you do? Swimming. But, I'm thinking swimming I is think probably you should the swim. best. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, uh, if you're injured or anything, like you should be swimming anyway. Well, tweet us some some other uh, encouraging uh, running related uh, mm-hmm. ideas well, I or think, thoughts. I think if she swims, I think honestly, I think if Joanna would get uh, go swim and do yoga, I think that she would get healthy. Okay, that's right. that's my thought. That's Doc's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's at Pace Nation. If you got other thoughts, you can also follow us on Facebook. It's Facebook slash Pace the Nation. We're up to ninety followers, guys. And when we get to 500 followers, guys, we are going to give you guys the Facebook Live in-studio look-in. And mm-hmm. you might say, ah, what's so great about that? Well, I think sometimes the stuff that gets cut nice sale. Is, uh, <laughs> is, is as good as or better uh, than okay. uh, the, the, the other stuff that actually Doc's edits yeah. down to. And the reason why we're doing this is because uh, even though we have a nice big glass window that presents out, uh, yeah. we don't really get that many people coming out Good Morning America right. style. <laughs> right. So uh, this way you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. That's right. Hey, um, do we have any five-star ratings on Facebook? Yeah, Docs. In addition to Shane's uh, rating that we got earlier this past month. Oh, we, Yeah, we talked about that on another show. Uh, Bill... Facebooked in. He said, mm-hmm. it's his favorite podcast. It's like you're part of the conversation and in on all the jokes. Uh, they talk about running, soccer, dogs, haircuts, changing diapers, essentially mm-hmm. anything and everything that people are really interested in. Great banter among the always interesting uh, interviews and their guests. I bet Bill is thrilled to be mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people are really interested in. Yeah. What? Bill. Oh, Bill. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. All right. And Dan also gave us a five-star review. He hey, likes, thanks, Dan. He likes the uh, local running news and the interactions between us hosts. Uh, Caitlin. She gave us a four-star. Caitlin right? Kay? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she'll improve it to five when the intern returns to scheduling the happy hours. Wait, let's schedule a happy hour. I want five stars. <laughs> All right. When's our happy hour? All right. Well, maybe we can uh, look at something in December holiday themed ish okay let's talk to um let's talk to elise and see if we got something going on on 14th street so stay tuned for that and caitlin we're gonna hold you to it give us yes. five stars when we get that happy if hour we going. have a happy hour caitlin k uh and whether you attend or not we're gonna be watching facebook and i'm gonna <laughs> hold my breath until it changes from a four to a five all right episode 130 in the books great job guys 
Thanks again to Mark Goldman for joining us. He is the marketing and sponsorship lead over at the Marine Corps Marathon. Great to have him in studio today. Next week, I want to work on Joanna getting a little bit more positive. Good luck. Tweet her, tweet her some positive encouragement about her running. That's what Inspirational quotes exactly. and pictures. <laughs> exactly. Please. I don't even know if she's on social media. All right. For my co-hosts, Joanna E. Russo and William E. Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. <laughs>